Welcome to AM Best Audio. With more than half of the U.S. states making some form of medical or recreational marijuana legal, the customer demand for cannabis continues to increase. However, according to the National Association of Insurance Commissioners Centers for Insurance Policy and Research, the division between state and federal status makes it difficult for businesses to receive inclusive, affordable coverage and often leaves policyholders with restrictive plans. I'm John Weber for AM Best Audio, and I'm speaking today to Tony McIntosh. Tony is president of Aura Risk. Tony, thank you so much for taking the time to speak with us today. John, thank you for having me. It's a pleasure to be here. So, Tony, are there other challenges that businesses face in getting coverage besides what I just mentioned? You know, uh, cannabis businesses face a lot of challenges today in obtaining, you know, proper coverage uh, to cover, you know, the exposures that they have uh, at hand. And oftentimes there's challenges in the marketplace uh, for retailers, too, when they're taking, uh, you know, these businesses uh, and representing these businesses to those particular carriers and or ENS uh, surplus carriers. Uh, Cannabis operations are often very complex complex business structures. And so because of the tax treatment and the federal legalities, many cannabis operators establish very unique business scenarios. And these types of enterprises are often set up with multiple named insureds and business entities, which often present challenges when it comes to uh, insuring the operation. Um, Knowledgeable markets are also very hard to come by. Um, And so, you know, the firsthand experience uh, that the carrier has or the MGA or the uh, wholesale partner has uh, when it's relative to cannabis business is really, really important. Um, You know, there's a lot of complexities uh, involving cannabis extraction process, uh, just as an example. So it's vital to work with uh, industry experts who understand the risk and specific underwriting considerations Uh, of cannabis operations. Um, Not all policies are created equal. Um, So the language in a cannabis insurance policy, uh, to your point, is vital in providing adequate coverage for cannabis-related businesses, or CRBs, as they're known. Uh, The biggest risk for CRBs, you know, obviously face, uh, that they face, obviously involve uh, theft, general liability, and product liability, uh, as an example. Tony, is part of the problem just that cannabis is not a very mature market and companies don't have the historical data needed to make informed underwriting decisions? You're hitting it right on the head there, John. You know, the challenge that, um, you know, every carrier, um, every fronting carrier, every carrier that's interested in in, um, looking at these opportunities or or, uh, entering the marketplace are challenged, um, and they're challenged because the industry is still very new, and because the cannabis industry is still so new, there are very few established actuarial tables and risk management profiles for cannabis operations that have been in existence for five or ten years. So this has challenged underwriters, carriers, as I mentioned, as well as reinsurers uh, to get their hands around what is this business, how is this business going to perform? Um, as we, you know, engage or we enter into, you know, these product segments, they're having a tough time getting their hands around, you know, what that data looks like and then the maturity of that uh, data that they've had, you know, in other industries for quite a long time. So what options are there for cannabis-related businesses? 
Well, you know, some of the options are still uh, uh, very few. There's very few options that are out there, right? And, you know, the reality is that there's about 30 different um, thirty different uh, um, uh, carriers that provide products to cannabis-related businesses. Um, but there's only a few or a handful of MGAs that, you know, truly understand cannabis-related risks that can help uh, a retailer. Um, so, you know, some of the, the practices or best practices, um, you know, for cannabis businesses or retailers um, is to work with a knowledgeable wholesaler, um, you know, a wholesaler who's an expert in cannabis industry that, you know, not only understands what uh, most standard policies contain, but also has the ability to transfer information to um, the retailer or to the insurer to help them understand how to make the best use of the limited coverage options that are available. And for retail brokers who do most of their business in the standard market, breaking into the cannabis space requires finding a wholesaler, you know, that can be partnering with them to help them understand the coverages that are needed to protect these type of businesses. So um, for for cannabis related businesses, you know, they really need to look for a niched retailer um, that truly understands their business. Someone that has experience in the cannabis space uh, is going to be beneficial um, to that business owner. Um, a retailer that has resources to also help deliver and help that insured perform throughout the policy period is going to be very beneficial when you're trying to, at this point, help convince markets to extend coverage to your business, right? And so the more that you can put forward in terms of uh, safety and health resources that, you know, you're trying to tackle throughout the policy periods to mitigate out any kind of exposures or concerns or risk concerns that underwriters have are, are very good and can be brought forward. Uh, and presented uh, in terms of a narrative around the business uh, during that submission process so that way the underwriters truly understand what they're getting on. A lot of times underwriters get a submission and it's just an accord application or it's a supplemental application. In cannabis, a lot of applications are strictly supplemental applications and it's very hard for an underwriter to get their hands around what am I insuring here? What is this business that I'm looking at? And so the more, uh, the more work that can be put into a narrative up front um, by the insured's partner, the retailer, um, to present that to the marketplace, the better off the insured's going to be in terms of obtaining coverage. Well, with that in mind, what should agents and brokers know who either have cannabis as part of their portfolio or are interested in adding it into their mix? Uh, again, you got to find a wholesaler that's going to be knowledgeable and is going to be a partner for you. Um, that's going to help you out, depending on you know your level of sophistication. If you're niched in this uh, in this space, then you understand that you know your 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 choices are very limited. And so, what you're going to be looking at is uh, a client experience. Um, for folks that are niched, you know the, the the differences between policies at this point, because of what we talked about in terms of the newness. There's not a lot of differences. So there's, you know, some some components that, you know, are going to improve uh, profiles or limits uh, to insureds. You know, our program brings forward some uh, and addresses some coverage gaps uh, that we recognized uh, in the marketplace. Um, but for retailers, you know, you need to be working with a knowledgeable wholesaler that's going to help uh, provide solutions to your insured. For folks that are trying to get into cannabis or find a niche in cannabis or explore it, um, the first part is understanding the prospects level of business acumen. So prospects 
Um, you know, some prospects are legacy cannabis operators who have been involved in the industry for decades and have never purchased an insurance policy. So selling to these pro uh, prospects uh, exponentially complicates, you know, the sales process because it requires convincing them, uh, A, of the necessary coverages. And then on the flip side to that, um, there's the entrepreneurs, the traditional entrepreneurs who, you know, while not seasoned necessarily in the cannabis industry, understands business and is ready to step in to the cannabis world and now is really reliant on the guidance of the broker who can then obtain those coverages that they realize and have recognized in their past lives as being important, you know, uh, risk transfer vehicles. Um, and so uh, there's those two components. And then there's the, you know, the coverage gaps that retailers need to be aware of. And there's three you know, there's there's basically three uh, of the top um, related policy gaps that are consistent in most policies uh, in the marketplace, and that's either a lack of coverage for vaping-related products, uh, health hazard endorsements or exclusions, and then limitations in assault and battery coverage. Um, and the last point there, the limitations in assault and battery coverage, uh, we have provided solutions for uh, for the marketplace, the lack of coverage for vape uh, and health hazard exclusions, uh, I do not see going away uh, for some time, at least until the market matures more with better data. Uh, I will say that the market is performing really well. And so, you know, for the industry as a whole, I see the industry, if it continues to perform the way that it has, um, becoming a, a marketplace that will be favorable to insureds and their buys um, rather than being limited in terms of coverage and then expensive in terms of those buys. Tony, what do you see as the future of cannabis coverage and maybe more broadly federal legislation that could impact the coverage? You know, I see good things for cannabis, right? I mean, uh, just a table set, you know, on the industry for your listeners, you know, the, the total addressable market is pretty massive. You know, this industry is growing tremendously from 47 million users uh, to an estimated 71 million users by 2030. And so the demand is clearly solid for carriers, for brokers, for vendors to jump in the boat and start rowing in the same direction. We've got, you know, three major states uh, that came online recently in New York, New Jersey, Virginia in the last couple of years. It's going to drive billions of dollars in sales to the marketplace. We've got five U.S. states that are going to vote on legalizing uh, recreational marijuana in November. That being Arkansas, Maryland, Missouri, North Dakota and South Dakota. Um, and these all have recreational marijuana amendments on the ballot. Um, so should these states get approved, this will drive, you know, an additional billions of dollars in sales to the marketplace. You know, as of this month, uh, being October, uh, 19 states have approved cannabis for recreational purposes and 38 for medicinal use. Uh, recreational cannabis uh, industry alone has generated 15 billion in 2021, and that figure is on target to surpass 25 billion by 2025, according to some public data sources. So I think the industry is poised um, to continue its exploding, you know, CAGR uh, or growth uh, clip. Um, and I think with that creates a lot of opportunity for carriers to start their entry points, whether, whether that's, you know, jumping completely in and here's, you know, a package and suite of products or here's one individual product and I'm going to dip my toe, you know, in the pool before I jump in. 
I think what has um, favored the industry is, you know, in uh, the the past uh, Safe Banking Act of 2021. And so that bill will bring much needed stability and security to uh, the cannabis industry by allowing uh, cannabis related businesses in states in some form of legalization to access banking products and services. And so the safe harbor provision of the bill states that an insurer that engages in the business of insurance with a cannabis related legitimate business or service provider or who otherwise engages with a person in a transaction permissible under state law related to cannabis and the officers, directors, and employees of that insurer may not be held liable pursuant to any federal law or regulation. So that in itself should allow for carriers to start to ease their concerns around jumping into cannabis. Tony, thank you so much for taking the time to speak with us today. John, I really appreciate the time that you guys have afforded me. Thank you so much. Thank you to your audience as well. That was Tony McIntosh, president of Aura Risk. And I'm John Weber for AM Best Audio. Looking to get the full attention of the insurance industry? We have the platforms that will do just that. Whether it be AM Best TV, AM Best Audio, Best Review Magazine, or Best Day. Find out more by calling AM Best Advertising Sales at 908-439-2200, extension 5399, and have a great day.